Welcome to Synthaholics, where if you don't drink your poison, <laughs> we'll bring the poison. <laughs> <laughs> that will slowly be unfolded what that meant. We, That's we, for sure. we, we will slowly descend into the madness. That is I, David Duncan, and with me is Brian. What up, David? Yeah, um, lots of poison, lots and lots <laughs> of poison. I'm gonna have lots to of poison, it. huh? So our backgrounds probably don't make any sense. So normally, well, first, we got news. I always got a little something. Uh, I got a couple things, actually. Uh, Tencent, uh, the Chinese powerhouse gaming, like, arm of the government, (laughs) just uh, took a 15% stake into From Software. So they got their claws into another game studio. Hopefully China stops doing that because they're probably going to censor everything. So that's all I got for that. David, what are your thoughts on that? Do you like the Chinese government? <laughs> no, but I also don't like From Software, so eh. Oh, man. Well, I think they're a fine company because people do like the games that they make, even though I Even though they're the all garbage. They're not garbage. People love them. They win Game of the Year like every time there's one that comes out. Uh, th- another one. I got is uh, Matt Booty, who is part of Xbox, was talking about Fable. The development team of Fable wants to start showing the game, but it, they're not ready yet. They're not ready to show, and they're sounds like they're under promising with hoping to over deliver. So I like Fable when they came out. Uh, maybe this one will be good? Question mark. We'll see. We haven't seen anything yet. Uh, yeah. I only played fable a very little bit on the pc and it, it was okay well hopefully this one will I be di- i did i did like fall in love with people like super fell in love with it. i i did not get that. it wasn't there the magic wasn't there so not for me people raved about the game i mean like, maybe i just didn't play it long enough who knows i i liked them and i hope this one's good i hope it looks as good as forza but uh yeah, the well, last it's, piece it's gonna look no it's gonna look better it's gonna look like a cartoony mess, like the, all the other ones did. No, don't say that. That was twenty years over twenty years ago. <laughs> well, that's the style of uh, flobble. 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 So the last, the last piece of news here is we haven't watched any of Rings of Power yet. No, I have but, not seen it yet. But I do know that Jeff Bezos thanked the showrunners for not taking his notes. Like they, he gave notes on the show, and he gave gave them to the showrunners, and the showrunners ignored them. So, I don't know if Jeff Bezos' notes were good or bad, but I don't know. It seems weird that Jeff, they didn't even take Jeff, it into account. Jeff Bezos' notes were "Don't f this up." This was a directive from his son. His son was like, "Dad, don't f this up." So that was probably Jeff Bezos' notes to the production team <laughs> making Rings of Power. Don't f it up. They disregarded it. So they effed it up. Um, it feels like it's a just very... in spite. They're doing it just to spite yeah, Jeff Bezos. Yeah, <laughs> they're doing it to spite Jeff Bezos and his son. Apparently, uh, it's I haven't I haven't watched it yet, but it feels like it's a Star Wars sequel kind of vibe as far as like the reviews for it go. It seems like the reviewer outlets are generally giving it more favorable reviews, like not perfect or stellar by any means, but more positive whereas like actual fans like actual regular people are giving it like very low scores uh yeah i think right now as of us recording this i think there's three 
episodes out or two? There's two there's, or there's, three. There's, there's at least two. I know there's, there's okay, two. There's at least two. I, and... I've watched the people's reviews about the first two episodes. So yeah, and these regular YouTube pe- personalities are like yeah, not very good. <laughs> he's like, I don't even. He's like oh, the one guy who's like, I'm not even going to review every single episode going forward because it's just not interesting. I'm like, wow. <laughs> Wow, that's that's gonna be a lot of lost content considering the show's gonna be on for twenty years. <laughs> well, it's it's just that it's just uh, he 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 described this particular YouTuber described uh, he and his friends as a solar system and Lord of the Rings is the sun of the solar system. Like it's how important it is to him and his friends' lives that Lord of the Rings. And well, after watching this new Lord of the Rings show, it's like yeah, it's it's just it's. It's that bad that something that bad, big and important to him doesn't matter to him to review every single episode because the first two are so lackluster. That's ow. For, yeah, that's ow. If that's like, you know, and I mean, I don't know if like Lord of the Rings is that important to you and me and some of my other friends, but I mean, it's important. I like it a lot. It's one of my favorite. I mean, we gave it a 10, basically. Yeah, I mean, I mean I'm, I'm probably, I'm still going to watch it and oh talk i, I about mean it. we're gonna we're gonna watch and talk about it. we're gonna wait for the entire season to be over uh yeah and that's just kind of the, how the focus of this show is gone we either do like half an episode you know half the season or a full season uh, instead of individual episodes so we, we dropped that uh old format <laughs> we're in, but modernizing we're following what we're other people do <laughs> well i don't know some people do, do i don't, do I don't like, know what other people do i don't episodes. really watch reviews <laughs> yeah. i review myself but uh, I'm still on the topic of Rings of Power. They used 20 VFX studios for almost, I think it was 10,000 VFX shots. So there's a lot of VFX shots. <laughs> so basically, the the best people, like regular YouTubers say, the, the most good they say about it is that it looks good. It looks expensive. But the quality of the story is bad. Maybe? Yeah. I don't know. We're not, we can't guess. We're not guessing. We haven't seen it yet. You'll well, know our thoughts when the show ends. Based on based on what uh, people are saying, it, it's it's not it's it's boring. Yeah, <clears throat> that seems to be what it is. Uh, so that's all the news I got. I don't. I think it's been kind of a slow slow two weeks for news. Do you got anything? Mr. I mean, the David? only thing I was going to talk about specifically was uh, the the lackluster fan response to Rings of Power. It's been. Not great. Like I, I'm, I'm waiting to watch some of it till we get a couple more episodes. Probably, we're gonna review the entire season as a season because yep. after getting burned on Star Trek Discovery and speculating what's gonna happen episode to episode, and they just do something completely dumb at the end, I'm done doing that kind of reviewing because it's just painful. <laughs> it's just, <laughs> it hurts too much. It's mentally and it it, it attacks my taxes my soul and my mind that I'm like I don't want to think that hard about it if they're just gonna under deliver like everything so I'm just gonna be like wait to the end do it all. I guess that makes sense. So uh, on to our main topic of discussion. So normally, David, we try to be slightly like you know topical. And we're like, you know sometimes we're a little bit behind what. Well, you know what the current trend is. Well, this week we're not we're not on any trend. We picked our, we made it. We're making our own thing going on. So, or this movie is called The Return of Captain Invincible. And David and I were talking about this yesterday night. We can't find anybody who's reviewed this movie yet. So, 
if anybody reviews it after us or talks about it after us, we started it. <laughs> Probably nobody will, but <laughs> hopefully, 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 we'll start the trend of this of talking about this classic movie from the the year of my birth, nineteen eighty three, the return of Captain Invincible. So, uh, David, before we get into ratings and everything, I wanted to just like I wanted. I tried to understand why nobody knew about this movie. I've never met anybody who's known anything about this movie. You didn't know about it. I don't even know how I knew about it, but we watched it. So, so you just knew about it, or did you... I don't know how... I don't know where I got it from. I have absolutely no clue. Well, I just thought you were IMDb'ing Christopher Lee and just said, oh, this looks interesting. Let's watch I might have. I might have done that. I still have... I have, like, a list of just random movies that I've seen or saw across... I mean, it could be... Maybe that is what I did, because this has been on this list for a very long time. Like, five, six, seven years that's been on my list of things to watch. So, for this movie, um, it was hard to, like, watch it. It's not, you can't, like, buy a DVD for it, you can't rent it, you can't stream it, so, uh, it's, like, Abandonware, so we found it and we watched it, and, uh, I just Ryan's invaluable sleuthing found it on some archive website. Yes. (laughs) And we watched it there. Uh, but, um, why this movie didn't succeed, um, it cost $7 million to make, and in today's monies, that's $21 million. And would you like to take a guess of what it did at the box office? Well, I'm, I'm going to guess half. It's at. It probably only made half its money back. Okay, half. Yeah, half. Locking it in. Back. It made fifty five thousand dollars. Whoa! Whoa! Oh! Wow! This movie was a box office bomb. Apparently. <laughs> That's insane. That like I don't know if it deserves that bad. Like it's. As your line, as you keep saying your line, it's go ahead, say it, say it. Well, so so I I watched it before Brian. Uh, he sent me the link for the archive website. I watched it, and the next day he texted me. He's like, "Did you watch it?" I said, "Yeah, it's something." <laughs> and Brian's like, "I haven't watched it. I will watch it later." And then like I don't know if you're in the middle of watching it or if like, you were done watching it. And I just get a I just get a, a text of the blue. Well, it's something. <laughs> 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 yeah so um ah, man I, i've been trying to think of like what the heck i'm gonna write this i feel like this is in like its own type of like it's... genre type like we talk about things that are generally pretty popular in terms of the amount of people that watch and watch stuff like marvel and all that people didn't but... even watch this movie when it was new <laughs> yeah so there's no way anybody knows about this movie but this is like like, if I give something, like, we did Venom or whatever. I don't remember what I gave it. Probably a 6 or a 7. It, I feel like that's a different type of category from what this is. Because this is, like, worse, but better. better. I'm, yes. I'm, yeah. Worse, <laughs> It's, but like, better. worse than better. I think, for my enjoyment, first of all, if you watch this with friends, it, it's going to be way better if you watch it by yourself. If you, if so, you if you you're watching it with, it with friends, you're going to start crying. With you're gonna friends laugh so and alcohol. Yeah, that'll do so. <laughs> Definitely al- alcohol. Friends. We'll circle back to at some point. Friends, alcohol, and you know, recreational <laughs> drugs. If you're into that thing, I'm not. I'm not subscribing you to. No, I, you shouldn't do that. But I mean, like, if you already do imbibe, I mean, it might, it might elevate add to the experience. It might elevate the experience. I'm not prescribing it or recommend it in any which way. Just to put that yeah, out there. So, Twitch for- and YouTube. 
like a B movies, I guess I'm gonna give it like a seven. I'm gonna give it a I'm gonna give it a seven for its like own genre of B movies that I'm, I would have I would imagine after so, watching this, we're probably gonna find other movies that are like this in, yeah. in the future and talk so, about them. So like uh, one of. Uh, Brian and I's big inspirations were huge fans of Red Letter Media, and they do a show called Best of the Worst. So, like, we might, like, when, when during a dry spell, we might look for crappy movies to watch that no one's ever heard of as, like, kind of a tribute to Red Letter Media's Best of the Worst. So, like, in our own sort of Best of the Worst category, it'll be a different category for, for movies. Like, you can't judge a rating versus, like, a modern movie's rating because... They don't make movies like this. Like, <laughs> tonally, like, I mean, the special effects are its own thing because it's, 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 it came out. It's also the early 80s. Early 80s, yeah. It's, but, but tonally, just like this kind of movie just is not made anymore. I mean, even like comedies from the early 2000s and late 90s aren't made anymore. This is some kind of weird relic that only kind of existed i think in like the 80s and early early 90s maybe like this is like unheard this is bizarre i bet you couldn't even get this in the 90s i bet it it was in move i don't i don't know all the details but i bet you was in movies for a very short amount of time because it only made fifty five thousand, and then it was put on uh vhs for maybe a year or two where you could rent it and then after that they're like nobody's watching this and then they just got rid of it and now you can't buy it anywhere (laughs) Yeah, it's so like in in that if you're into like obscure weird movies and like to watch bad bad movies, I would also go with like a six point five seven. Like it's it's a pretty good bad movie. Like it's not unwatchable. It's yeah, that is true. It's got a bizarre charm to it, where where yes. it's like. You know, I'd watch parts of this movie again. In fact, I played one of the the ending numbers <laughs> again. I uh, I wanted to hear it again. Like it was my favorite part of the movie. It was a lot of fun. It's you know, it's it put a smile on my face. Like it <laughs> Yeah, for example, it's a thing. the opening the opening like 5 10 minutes is in black and white. I thought I I thought it was <laughs> I thought it was like broken. I was like why is why is this 80s uh, was, movie in black and white? <laughs> It was in black and white, and it was a news reporter where they were like, there was one like line. The uh, so Captain Invincible. Uh, we have we even said the title. The Return of Captain Invincible Return is of Captain a musical <laughs> superhero movie. <laughs> so I don't know if it's a mu- actually considered a musical, but there's definitely a lot of songs. There are songs. Yeah, it's 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 probably not a true musical, but the leads do break in the songs. <laughs> Yeah, so uh, Kevin Invincible, I'm not really sure 100% what his powers are. He kind of like, okay, it's he, like magnet. He, he can fly, he can activate magnets, and I don't know if he's like bulletproof. I felt like he was scared of bullets and vacuum <laughs> He cleaners. was bulletproof at the start of the movie, but by the end of the movie, he wasn't bulletproof anymore, I guess. Well, I guess he, he was scared. I think he forgot how to be bulletproof, maybe. I don't know. He was also scared of vacuum cleaners at one point in the movie. Oh, uh, yeah, that was like... <laughs> Oh man, that was that was a good part too. We're too far ahead. We're too far ahead. So yeah, no, but so he's. So I'm, I'm just trying to explain his powers. Like he's he has the power of magnetism. He has the power of flight, and he's he's at least super strong in the fact that he can you know lift cars, uh, giant marble earths like giant rock earths. 
Yeah, globes. like an Atlas stone type yeah, of can, thing. Yeah, uh, he, he, he's at least strong in that regard. Uh, his vulnerability or invulnerability is... I, I singing. guess... I, I, I it's mean, singing. No, 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 but it just means if he's invulnerable or not. Like, I don't know if oh. he's like Superman, where he, like, he's like in, invulnerable. I don't know. He didn't get hurt at all during this movie. No, he didn't. But, but he also... Wasn't attacked by anything all that menacing. Again, he was attacked by vacuum cleaners. <laughs> the vacuum cleaner thing cracked me up. They're, they're, like, they're, they're sucking all the air out of the room. <laughs> oh, they're man. Okay. So the movie starts. The movie starts off with like a newscast of showing Captain Invincible. And they're in like a villain layer. This news, this news reporting is like in a villain layer, and the like news person is saying like, Captain Invincible knew the cameras would be on the scene, so, so he, he, he knew the news the would be there. <laughs> so apparently, the news, show. the news is also involved with the mafia dealings. <laughs> yeah, he knew like the, the news would be there. Like the mafia was cool with the news people being there with cameras and everything. Um, yeah, so he like he. I guess he was he was fighting the mafia. He he fights in World War Two, and then he's Soldier Boy. Yeah, he's, <laughs> he's Soldier Boy. He's Homelander and Soldier Boy. If if one of them had magnetism powers, exactly. But uh, yeah, so then after that, he gets in trouble because he did something with Russia. Well, no, like they, they, they imply he did something with Russia because his cape was red, and the red scare was about was about the Russians. Uh, they, they thought his cape was red because he was in a league with the Russians. And th- this is still black and white at the time, so we don't know actually the color of his cape because we're in black and white. a creative choice. Yeah. It's definitely a creative choice to do and, black and white. Yeah, because I mean, because during the time, it would have just been black and white TV back during World War II if they even had TV. I'm not sure. They must have had some. It was like it's a period piece. <laughs> <laughs> they were trying to do it slightly more period so that wasn't in color till we get to the '80s. But um, yeah, we've got him. Uh, you know, he's under trial, and you know they're like, "Oh, what are you a captain of? You weren't in the United States military. You're not a captain of military. Are you a captain of you know Russia? Are you a Russian captain? <laughs> yeah, are you a Russian <laughs> captain of evil? Like so they so basically he becomes a distra- a disgraced superhero and turns to a life of alcoholism from the end of which World is very War- fitting from the World War II to the early eighties. Yeah, and there's uh, right. But there's before- an important part. There's an important part before he gets you know accused. He meets a boy, and this boy. Uh, That's what I was gonna say. Go ahead. No, go ahead. Go ahead. I just wanted to add that because uh, he meets a, a, he meets a boy who eventually becomes the president of the U.S. Of the United States. But he starts a fire. I just want to say that he starts a fire. He like has like a a trunk of a tree, and he like rubs two sticks together. He like like. I don't know how, like, he's starting to, he's, like, rubbing it. No, he's, like, he's, the, he's doing the, he's doing the. Yeah, with, like, a trunk of a tree, and he starts yeah, this a, little tiny fire. <laughs> into this other trunk of a tree. He's, like, rubbing two trunks of trees together. It's, it's pretty And then great. during that scene, he also, like, takes the picture with a little boy, and he, like, does something to his shoulder that comes <laughs> he, back later. He, like, crushes it. It makes a little sound effect. And then that, that, that there's a payoff with that. <laughs> if there is, like, like. This is a bad movie, but it, it at least it follows like like Red Letter Media would always say like it's at least following movie rules where like there's setup and there's payoff. Like this is why it's probably in the higher realm of bad movies because at least it's following 
movie rules. Even some modern movies don't even do setup and payoff. Like they definitely set up the, you know, the shoulder thing. And he's like, you know, what do you want to be when you grow up, kid? He's like, I want to be just like you. And Captain Invincible's like, yeah, it's probably not going to happen. What else would you want to do? It's like I could. I guess I could be the president of the United States. And he's like, well, you could call me anytime if you become president of the United States. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so let's just talk about because I don't know exactly when that president part pays off. So. Uh, he becomes he 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 moves to like Australia or no he find he ends up in Australia. He somehow. drunkenly flies and lands in Australia. He he still thinks he's in New York City like the entire movie. <laughs> <laughs> but he ends up in Australia and he's becomes a drunk, which I guess that is his weakness. Being drunk is his weakness, or talking alcohol is his weakness. Yeah, just being around it <laughs> because because he became a, 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 a it's his kryptonite. But he he just he had nothing else to do, so he just became a. A, a bum, yeah. uh, you know, and but... while he's gone, uh, Mister Midnight, who is played by Christopher Lee, <laughs> the great Christopher Lee, and he, and he has. Which a... might I say, he's the best part of every time he's on screen. He's the best part of the movie for sure. You can tell he was having fun with this role. Like he at this in the eighties, he already was halfway through his acting career. He already he's been acting since like the early forties, and we're in the eighties, so it's not. He's a well-established actor at this time. And you could tell he's just having a blast. He's, like, just, <laughs> he's just having fun. He's hanging out with a with a proto orc. Like it's, yeah, just, it's like a midget orc. It's like a goat orc thing. Like I don't know. Like <laughs> it's like a goat orc. They don't explain like, like what he says. He's like some kind of genetic. Don't explain it at all. He's like some kind of genetic anomaly. who's like more evolved than a human, apparently, or whatever. Like he has he, he has oh, sex God. with some of Christopher Lee's groupies it's, uh, later in the movies, and then the then, the, then like Christopher Lee's like like Butler tells the goat not to, and then he has sex with them too. Like and like in the middle of fixing Christopher Lee dinner, and Christopher Lee's just sitting there waiting for his dinner to be unveiled. Because it's got like it's got the dome, you know, the over top of it, so it can be. And the, the whole scene plays in like fast motion, and Christopher Lee's just sitting there for like five minutes. Like it's probably five minutes of real time, but like it's sped up, oh, so it's man. only like a minute long. It's this. Yeah, uh, you don't. So get, I, I don't. I, you don't see movies like this ever. What was Christopher or Mister Midnight's? plan it seemed so he had two like weapons un- until he had like a third one i guess but he had a giggle gun that <laughs> that made people laugh and, and then he had a hypno ray i mean hypno ray he was using on like everybody that wasn't a white person to move into this one city so he could bomb it i th- like that was that was my understanding he was like if you weren't white he would hypnotize you to go to an island city that he made where he eventually is going to blow up to kill, like, every race and everything. That was, like, his goal, wasn't it? I, I'm not sure what his... I, I thought he was just trying to take over the world. Oh, no, that's not what I got at all. Because they were, they were doing, like, interviews to, like, move to this town. And he kept hitting people with, like, it would be, like, a, a, an Indian couple. Well, he, and you hit him with a hypno gun, and then they're like, "Oh, we want to live here." Then a black family would come, and he's like, "Oh, you hit him with the hypno gun." Oh, we want to live here now. None, they were all like, "I don't know." But there that's, was a, that's there what was, I thought because was, there was Hitler, well, and Hitler sure. was in this movie too. Yeah. Oh, but there's also the world domination angle because he's like first New York City, then the world. Like he wanted to like. Yeah, that's true. Like he he still wanted. I guess to it's live. not super clear. It's not super clear what he wants. <laughs> he has a lot of groupies, though. He does have a I lot was, of groupies. <laughs> 
There's three of them right there. <laughs> There's three of his groupies. <laughs> so, um, while Captain Invincible is a drunk, I guess, they don't show him drinking alcohol, but he just acts like he's drunk all the time. In Australia. Well, doesn't he, he needs... have the paper bag? Like, usually, you know. Oh, he, he did? Have... Yeah, I think he just. He might have. Yeah, okay. Yeah. I, that, I guess that would make yeah. sense. I might have missed that, like, three seconds that it was in the, in the movie. Yeah. <laughs> but he's walking around uh, Australia, and this woman randomly shows up. Well, well he also is on the newscast. He's totally drunk. He's like, yeah, the International Space Station. I, like, flew and I tried to catch it. <laughs> oh, yeah. He was, like, super drunk, like, on the thing. And the guy's like, yes, this. And he kept trying to interrupt the news reporter. This this news and this took place in the, in, the, in the middle of nowhere on top of a mountain. Yeah. Like, that was he's... the way they showed it. It was, like, they're, in, like, in the middle of nowhere, and this news reporter's just, like, standing here with... This guy, this it's, drunk guy. It's weird. It's like it's it's hard to tell if the movie's being like actually intentionally funny or accidentally funny. Like it, it feels like a mix of both, kind of, sort of. I don't know. It's like it's definitely got the comedy angle, but like I don't know. It's yeah. It's, it's weird. Uh, okay, so well, Captain Invincible is being a drunk in Al- in Sydney, Australia. This he's just roaming around, and this woman sees a mugging, and immediately. She starts. She takes out a gun and just starts shooting. (laughs) And then the next scene is her running away from a car that has a flamethrower in front of it. It's which is the picture above me. It's a bug and it opens up and it has a flamethrower. And drunk Captain Invincible just walking through the alley and like he throws it up in the air or something. Like a lot of like the feats of strength they cut away from because they're not showing it happen. They show just the aftermath of it, so they can't really show it either because they don't. It doesn't like they really have the budget or the VFX to do it. So it's just it's just your imagination. I assume he threw it like up in the air. He just like just. But yeah. you, you don't see. I, I, there's several scenes like that where something happens and it's like, well, I guess Captain Invincible did it, but that, we didn't see We it. don't know. <laughs> His powers are limitless. So yeah, so I thought that was, I really got a kick out of that. When she sees a guy just trying to take a wallet from some person, she immediately just takes out a gun and just starts fi- open fire. And then the too. mugger guy also just starts open firing at her. I got a real big kick out of that. In the streets of Sydney. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, after that scene, we're introduced to the president, who uh, we don't know. Just, we don't know he's the, he's the. We boy. don't know he's the president, but he's like walking through a building with just a bunch of naked people, like <laughs> naked, naked women are just everywhere. <laughs> this movie was PG, by the way. Wait, this was PG. <laughs> Man, you got away with a lot during PG back in the day. Was, I guess. I guess you're allowed to be naked in a PG movie because there was probably thirty. 30, 40 people <laughs> naked in this scene. <laughs> I guess. It was, so, uh, yeah, this, he, we find, we don't know he's the president. I don't know exactly what he was wanting, but he, like, he, he was started singing a song. <laughs> he's like, we need a hero. Like, there, he's like, he's like, remembering <laughs> Captain Invincible. Like, it, the picture frame is facing him so we, do, we don't see what's on the picture frame he just starts singing about how we we need a hero and we need someone because i find out the uh hypno gun has been kidnapped and we don't know how to get it so we need a we need a hero to save the hypno gun save the day and the giggle gun they need the giggle gun giggle yeah i like the name of that well, gun. the giggle gun compromised the secure area there and that's why there's a bunch of naked chicks and like 
Yeah. Drunk. That drunk Mr. Midnight, he's getting into everything. He's like, if they're not going to be my groupies, they can be the military's groupies. <laughs> the Google gun. So, uh, this is one after that, uh, they, this is when Captain Invincible meets the president, and this is where that payoff from the start of the movie comes, I think. I think it's, like, somewhere right after this. Well, because the police lady, she's in, they, they talk to her because they, they know she knows Captain Invincible or she's, she's seen him. And so she's trying to ask him to come back to be a superhero again. And he, like, yeah. follows her to his drunken hideout where he just drinks and sleeps, I guess. And his drunken hideout. Uh and, and so this is what the because he the, uh, Captain Vincent thinks he's like a a, a mugger because he's not dressed presidentially, just kind of like skulking around. And then he, he tells him, he you, starts, "You touched my shoulder." He just once. starts taking his clothes off. He's just like, "Let me look, show look you." Look at my shoulder. You you touched it, and it's like it somehow left a mark, which means you're you're. Special. We don't see the mark though. It doesn't no, show we, the yeah, mark. We, we don't see it. They didn't. He just he takes off his shirt, and then he ta- he has like like a he's like Captain Invincible. He takes that off. He's like he's like take this off for me. Unbutton it. Look at my back. <laughs> look at my back. And like <laughs> he was saying it like super sexually too. He was just like take my shirt up for me. I can't. To it, <laughs> and it's like he's trying to have like a childlike excitement. Like he's trying to look like a child, but this guy's in his like sixties. He's clearly in his sixties, and the president, and and he's just he comes off so creepy looking, trying to like trying to look youthful and childful and like like childfully excited. His childfully excited face is quite frightening, but he's. <laughs> Yeah, I mean the president. This is the yeah, who plays the president. That's the president over there, that's the president right here. <laughs> so yeah, there's she's not there's, the president. There's that scene. Uh, God, this this movie. Like, I'm I was having a hard time like understanding what exactly was going on for most of this movie. It's a lot of. It feels like a lot of random scenes. There, yeah, it's just kind of like jumping from scene hard. to scene. So they're, they're not really connected. So then they're trying to like teach him how to get his powers because he he doesn't remember how to use his magnet powers or his flying powers, and so they've got him on a harness in front of a screen that's like moving to make him like think he's flying or whatever, and he, he's he's like he needs dramamine because he's like throwing up all the time, and then like he's got apparently catchphrases. He said, "Oh, he's got a computer brain. He's got a, he can." Oh he can, yeah, that's right. I forgot. So he's got a catchphrase. He he says to like activate his computer brain to activate his flying and to activate, and he needs to remember it and and, and to activate activate his his metallic thing and the people apparently it's documented what he used to say before he did the things so they're telling him what to say but like they're trying to get him to fly and the flying one activated his magnetic powers and it like takes the magnetic buttons off these women's dresses so like you can see their bras and then like the whistle every the gun immediately it's that. just everybody's clothes just start coming <laughs> off again <laughs> like, some guy's got a corset on for some reason <laughs> Yeah, like their badges fly out. Like he's just covered with stuff, metal stuff, a- and and like I really wish they would have used the rule of thirds and like done more with this elect- this magnetic power. Because every other time he uses his magnetic power, it basically just shorts out the electricity everywhere. Like they don't, yeah. they, they didn't really use it in like a funny like way like that. Like I guess she bends over when she's at she's at her house, and like it kind of makes things short circuit a little bit when he's looking at her butt. But like. 
Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That, but 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 like the I light w- flicker. I was expecting like another like close like like two or three close removal scenes uh, like throughout the movie with his mag with his magnetic powers or whatever. And they didn't really follow that up with like anything no. bigger. The first time he does it is like the biggest time it ever happens. It's the only time he really uses it. He doesn't really ever. Oh, no. He uses it, but it it, it doesn't. Like you don't feel it, like he uses it. It doesn't magnetize things in the other. It just like shorts out power for whatever reason. Like it just yeah, a little smoke starts. And yeah. oh, when he's thinking, when he's using his computer brain, his his head starts smoking because <laughs> he has a little smoke starts coming out of his head because he has. It's like behind. Him. You can tell that, that there's like some guy behind him with like a match, and he's just holding it like not like behind his head so the camera can't see. Well, he starts talking like really fast. They they used a lot of this like speeding up, like uh, speeding up. I don't know what like like they didn't have the tech that tech to like fast actually... forward. So he sounds yeah. like a chipmunk like faster and faster. They just sped up the I, the, the the reel or whatever. Yeah, <laughs> it's like it's like you know they had to record the audio separately. So he's just talking, and then like they had to like they chipmunkized it. Like he say he literally sounded like Alvin the Chipmunk, but he's like talking real fast. Yeah, he's talking, and he can't get it to stop because so like, his computer well, brain is breaking. So he's like banging his head on like the wall and the ground and a desk, a book. Throws, throws it through the wall. Yeah, very, to try to make him stop talking fast. Very slapstick. I, I, one of the things I forgot to say about the black and white thing, it felt like a Three Stooges reel, like because the filmography was very different. Like the acting was, it felt like it was something from like earlier, like like the Three Stooges. Yeah, it's like he's getting shot at, and he picks up like one of those like fifty-five gallon like wooden barrels. He's just like holding it in front while it's getting shot, and like little water starting to just like pour out of it. Yeah. <laughs> oh man, that so, was. So I guess he was never bulletproof. I guess he is scared of bullets. I guess bullets can't hurt him. I don't know. They used. Oh, to... well, he wasn't scared of them. Whether they affected him or not, we don't know because he never gets hit. But he used to not be scared of them until he was scared of them. Mm-hmm. That's kind of what that's that's kind of the way it, it happened because he wasn't scared in that black and white clip. Like he was, he was Superman pretty much. Yeah, yeah, he was, yeah. and he he kind of flies like Superman. But instead of like having the girl fly next to him, like with her arms straight up, she just sits, <laughs> on, she just sits on him like he's a chair. Yeah, he's just like planking. This happens multiple times too. This isn't. It doesn't happen like one time. When when Captain Invincible is flying, he flies like Superman, and the Australian police uh, woman that they talk about. They say don't call the. It's it's police person. They don't say police. Yeah. Don't you can't say policeman. It's police yeah, person. They were. They were. This, woke. this was in the eighties. This was like they were woke in nineteen eighty three. Yeah, I never, I've never seen any old movie where they talk about that before. <laughs> that seems to that's like a newer thing where they like say, oh, you can't say fireman, it's fire person or whatever. Yeah. But they're talking about it in the early eighties. The eighties so. was very person. Now, now it's they. Yes, per, police they. Police they. <laughs> uh, yeah. So, um, I totally. Oh yeah, the way he's sitting on the back. Yeah, he, he's planking. And she's sitting on him like he's a bench. Like she's just got her her, her legs folded over, over. Yeah, she's like sitting cross-legged, like on his back. Yeah, she's just sitting there. And they go to the Statue of Liberty, where they set up his his base. And like I the, guess in the head of the Statue of Liberty. Yeah. yeah. And somebody says like they want to visit. They want to visit the uh, the head, it and they said the government cut, locked it, it down. To, it cuts to tourists. Yeah, just randomly cuts the tourists on a boat, 
and the kid is like, can I go in the Statue of Liberty's head? And the lady that's the tourist just says, like, no, the government locked it down 30 years ago, and it just cuts back to Captain Invincible, like, in his bed, in, in the Statue of Liberty's head, yep. I guess. It's like a full apartment in there too. It's not like small. He's got like he's got a lot of room to like run around in there too. Yeah. It's... And he, he there's like this uh, machine in there, which I don't. I still don't understand what it does. Where he like sits down, he puts like goggles on and this and this headpiece on. He's like, I'm just gonna wait for 1950 again. Like I, I don't understand what was going on there because he wanted to go back to the old times when he well, understood his powers well he he liked he, he liked the radio he kept on talking about this radio because i guess he could hear radio waves like even when he's like not wearing the equipment. oh and he was like it's not on yeah it's not that on. doesn't like, pay off that's something that doesn't pay off well no it does because he, he no she, it does? She, she she is in this head of the statue of liberty she reads through the radio and she encourages she, she gets oh, him up yeah, at, that's right after he's debilitated from this scene yes <laughs> she, gets, she, she gets him up yeah, his... he like listens to. He li- every time he gets he close to like, like electronics, he's like, "It's not on." Yeah, it's not on. Yeah, because he's I got this. Little, he's got this little radio. I guess it just amplifies his radio hearing powers or whatever. <laughs> his radio hearing powers. <laughs> like he just hear radio without without being like near radio, and um, yeah, like, she, she just speaks to him like from the Statue of Liberty's head, and like you know says encouraging things, and he gets up and saves the day after he was. Crippled at, the base of, crippled at the base of the booze tower. So, wait. Was it he was trying to make a joke when he said, I'm just going to wait until 1950? Or did he have, like, an ability where he could go back in time? Oh, he was probably... he just says, I'm like, I'm waiting until 1953. Or whatever it was. I don't know what his intention was there. It was a strange line. <laughs> yeah, uh, so, yeah, he's got quite the, quite the setup in the Statue of Liberty. And uh, Mr. Midnight is starting to... He has, like, a sc- he has a scale model of New York in like an Olympic-sized swimming pool. And he's like <laughs> yeah, he's floating around in the swimming pool. And I don't... He's got a submarine. He's got a big submarine toy. I guess it's scaled to like... <laughs> I don't know. He's literally... They're literally just standing in like a pool. The little gremlin guy. The, his his, his orc, like right-hand man. His little orc and guy. him. We're just standing like in knee high water with like little like little styrofoam islands <laughs> that he's like building. There's that one point where he's like, "We're gonna do thirty years of research and development <laughs> in five minutes," and he just stands still again <laughs> for probably real time ten minutes while they just have like the gremlin guy run around and like do stuff in the pool. <laughs> They're just running around, like, pushing, like, this styrofoam around. He's they don't waiting. add or take anything away. They're just... He's just waiting for it to happen. This movie's just strange, man. It's so weird. We're doing 30 years of research and development. <laughs> and I, it's not explained, like, if they actually... No, they, they don't do 30 years. But, like, he says we're doing 30 years of research, and things just go really fast around him for the next, like, minute of the movie. It's like, it's just... The camera just... Is has one shot and it's just shooting at this pool. Well, things Grimble's are just, just happening around him. Well, Christopher is just standing there still for five minutes. He's just like, because he can't move. <laughs> Otherwise, he'll be sped up. Yeah, it's pretty. Oh great. man, that was a good scene too. So uh, 
they finally get the well, Captain Invincible's back, and they're going to a random store that he gets from his computer brain, and it's a vacuum store where he's like, "This is where Mister Mister Midnight is." After he just rambles on random stuff, because they like take a book, they take a couple books and they like flip it in front of him. He just like picks all the information up like really fast because he's got a computer brain. So they just get a bunch of like dictionaries and like phone books. And they just, like, flip him in front of his face for, like, three seconds. He's like, got it! Got it! Got it! And he just somehow discovers that Mr. Midnight is in his in a lair in a vacuum, in a vacuum shop. And they go to this vacuum shop. And this scene is just gold. This scene is just absolute gold. <laughs> and so they get to this vacuum shop. They kind of just, like, stand in, like, the lobby... Yeah, and they don't go anywhere. But there's a bunch of vacuums around them. Well, the cat, uh, Dr. Midnight's got a camera to the lobby, and he sees that he's there. He's like, oh, I guess he'll be dead soon. And then the vacuum cleaners, all the hoses are, like, alive like snakes. But they're all just, like, hanging from wires, like, moving around them. And the, it's, it's weird. And the, 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 the one line of dialogue in this entire thing of them just, like, getting choked out by, like, like, like the, the girl had, like, 30 vacuum hoses on her. She looks just and Captain Invincible comes over and just like is like pulling them off and you can clearly tell he's just like taking them off of off of her in no special way. And he just says, We gotta get out of here. The vacuums are sucking up all the air. We're not gonna be able to breathe. It's gonna make it like a space vacuum inside the little store. Yeah. Apparently that oh, door is sealed good, pretty good. And And uh so he somehow ends up upside down in the ceiling. I don't really remember how that happened, but he was like upside down rubbing his wrists together. And she was like, what are you doing? And she's like choking out because she can't breathe anymore. He's like, I'm going to short circuit all the vacuums. <laughs> he just like touches, he rubs his wrists together for like literally 15 seconds of him. is just the cameras on him, just rubbing his wrists together. And then he just touches a light bulb and all the vacuums just die except one where he falls out of the ceiling and he, it's just the tube, the vacuum like tube, and he's laying on the ground, just like wrestling it. And you can see like it's not attached to anything. He's just like wrestling with a vacuum tube or suction tube or whatever they're called. I don't yeah, know. Yeah, the hose. Yeah, yeah, the vacuum hose. He's, that was that was just fantastic. I think she loses her shirt here. Her shirt gets sucked off or something here. I don't. I, I don't remember. Yeah, just, there's a there's a lot of that just random women just losing their clothes all the time for like no reason a vacuum just sucked her clothes off oh well, man know. yeah so that's uh that scene and then <laughs> oh man should we start talking about the uh your favorite i think the the best part of the entire movie well, there's we forgot about the sub there's a subway scene where like there is a duoing song between because we did mention this is a musical, so there's a dueling song between Cap, between Mister Midnight and Captain Invincible. Like Captain Midnight's like in his lair, or no, no Mister Midnight's in his lair where it's like all like red and dark, and his groupies are all dancing around him, and he's like dancing, they're singing a song, and then he's on the subway, and then the Captain Invincible's on a subway, he's singing his half of the song. It's, it's weird, it's amazing, <laughs> amazing stuff. 
like a bunch of random scenes like i don't i don't really know like what the context so i guess he was trying to find the layer via the subway i I wish they would just take this movie's story like one to one and just make it like Black Panther. Like th- this is what Black Panther would be, and just see how that would do. Man, <laughs> just something completely <laughs> random. And like I, oh, before they get to my song, like Ca- Captain Invincible's walking through like the, the lair, and like there's a giant panel. It's like Snake Pit number one, Snake Pit number two, <laughs> oh, yeah. Snake Pit number three, Alligator, alligator pit. pit number one, Alligator Pit number two. Like it's just see pit. <laughs> he like falls into like this like different snake. He just keeps falling these different snake uh, holes. They're like they're like a foot apart from each other. Shark shark pit, alligator pit, uh, and then the best one is obviously the giant peach pit at the end, where he drops a, <laughs> he, he drops a, a giant peach pit on top of him. <laughs> Anything that you can make a pun with, with the word pit. He's is used here, and then when he finally gets past all these like pits, he gets to uh, Mister Mister Midnight, and he says he says a pit, uh, a pit pun, and I don't remember exactly what he says. Like that was pit perfect. I don't remember what he said or something. Pit perfect. <laughs> it was it was pit perfect. Oh man! So this is the well. There also it, wait. Hold on. There is also this this fight right here with uh, he goes. They go to the. Right before he goes to the pits, all the pits, it's another storefront where, uh, I guess they're it's like a bakery, diner, it's a type deli, of, a deli. That was it. Because he's in New York, and City. they just walk in, and everybody starts. Actually, they walk in, and the whole deli shuts down and just looks at Captain Invincible, and then they just go back to normal again. Like they they shut the music off, they shut everything off, and they just stare at him, and they go sit down, and then there's a fight. With guns, and this is where we find out he's scared of guns again. And there's a fish gun. This is I like the fish. Gun. <laughs> there's a fish gun. Yeah. And uh, yeah, that's just that scene. There's just a lot of gun shooting. He's throwing pies at everybody to defeat. Very uh, uh, instead of like shooting people and using his magnet powers, he's just sitting by a table that just has a bunch of pies and like cake, and he's just throwing these cakes and pies at people so hard that they're like getting knocked out by, by the by the pie. Oh man! Then he goes to the pit. Now we're at uh, Mr. Midnight's lair, where the best song in the world is composed. <laughs> Where you should talk about it because I'm not a I don't drink so you would know you so, know like lyrics. So basically, this song is just is like it's a, a ton of drinks just composed names of drinks composed into lyrics. It starts off, "Might I say I'm old fashioned? Might I <laughs> that say I was fashioned. once a fresh Manhattan with white Anglo-Saxons anywhere at a black Russians." No pink lady, give her the Singapore sling and a Moscow muse, not your baby. <laughs> it's hard to understand him, too. Well, he's not super easy to understand. Yeah, it, this, uh, it's all these drink names. Like, it, and then it goes to the chorus, which Brian's favorite part is the chorus, because since he doesn't drink. You pick your poison. Oh, no, if you don't pick your poison, I'll bring the poison. <laughs> oh, man. And during this, this scene, uh, <laughs> He shoots a missile at Captain Invincible, like a jet, like a giant prop missile is like brought out that looks like it'd be on like an aircraft carrier, and it makes like this little poof. 
one of the weirdest thing like like this movie's been weird all the way through but during this song specifically uh it cuts to a a woman who's not one of the groupies she's leaning against the um the bar with all the liquor on it and it's she's singing christopher lee's lines but it's some random woman like is 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 christopher lee randomly turning into a woman or is like this some like manifestation or is this some strange manifestation of booze like what is this why is this here it's not one of these ladies is that supposed to be christopher lee or is that just the booze talking to captain invincible is 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 that the seductive lady like i don't know like she's i still don't understand why the booze just like makes him he like knocks he just, him out. He just like crumples <laughs> to the ground because he. I, I I guess he's he's trying to fight the temptation of going to the booze, so he just like shuts down. So he goes to fetal position. Yeah. <laughs> uh, he doesn't want to revert back to alcoholism or just being near alcohol. Like just makes him weak again. I don't know. I will. Uh, I'm gonna. I'm gonna put a link to this song in the show notes when I write them because anybody who ever looked at the show notes before you need to listen to this song. It's bad. But if you listen to it like twenty times, the chorus will start getting to you. The chorus, <laughs> the well, chorus just, will get you. I mean, it's 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 bad, but it's so clever. It's like all these things. It's like my my tie say I'm, I'm old fashioned. I, but he's saying, but it, the, the lyrics is my tie. My tie is a drink. He's not- also Christopher Lee is like he's a good singer. Like he's not like like he's got. I don't know if he has. I'm sure he I might. Think he, or he has used, like opera experience. I think, used, I think he used to sing in a metal band. I I believe it because like he, <laughs> he looks he, like he does know how to sing it. It sounds it doesn't sound bad. It's not like these other people in these other songs like the president. The president's singing here. If you can tell by his face, he's not that great at singing. <laughs> <laughs> so so just an interesting an interesting note or factoid about uh, the president and Captain Invincible way over there. So um, Captain Invincible, he was the chief in the Get Smart remake. The movie with um, uh, uh you know the movie. The, you, you didn't see the Get Smart movie, Brian? I did see it. But was, I don't know the name of it. I don't know the names of anybody. Steve Carell. Steve Carell yeah. was the agent. But so the guy who played Captain Invincible was the chief. The chief is like the person who gives them like their intermissions oh, really? or whatever. Yeah, he's like the head of control. So like he, our 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 friend Captain Invincible was the chief, and our friend Mr. President he was in the old '60s Get Smart show as some random character. Not, oh, not this as is the original. Not as the chief, yeah, but he was in the original. So they both have a, a Get Smart connection, which I thought was kind of interesting. I wonder if they talked about that on set in the future. Did you remember doing that movie? <laughs> oh no, he 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 died. I think before the Get Smart movie came out. Oh really? Oh that sucks. Yeah, he was he I, I, he was apparently in his sixties. He died in the he was in his eighties. Like he died, I think, in the late nineties. I think that would that would be yeah that makes sense. That that age would line up. Yeah, I there Christopher Lee is the only one I really knew. I do recognize. I feel like I recognize this the the president and he, Captain Vince. He's got I do a super recognize him. he's got a super recognizable face. Like yeah, I, I don't know I, I, know the, I don't know the actor's name. I'm sure somebody probably does, and they're like, "Why don't you know?" I was like, "I don't. I only know Christopher Lee." I'm not I'm not Jay from Red Letter Media. I don't know all their names. But yeah, I don't know. I, I literally tried to do some research for some kind of like background knowledge. Like, what have I seen these other people in? Because of course we all know Christopher Lee. We just talked about how amazing he was in Lord of the Rings last week or two yeah. weeks ago. So, oh, God. And then, 
his plan ends up working anyways. Mr. Midnight's plan ends up... He ends up blowing up the islands anyway, with the people on it, with the submarines. And uh, he gets his way, but then Captain Invincible throws, like, the giant earth ball the globe. into the pool, and, and it just kills everybody. <laughs> Well, he uses his magnetic power. It makes, like, the lights go out. And then he throws the ball to kill Christopher Lee, Dr. Midnight, or Mr. Midnight. And then he goes flying around and, like, he blows up the other submarines that are in the water somehow? I don't know. I guess he uses Well, this is, okay, so this scene here. So before we get to there, this ball, this earth that he throws, it, it's huge. Like, in real life, it, it was, like, a giant ball. But it looks like it was, like, one of those, like, beach balls where it's, like... Yeah, you know, like a small beach ball, but it was like blown up to like a super large. Like you could fit like twenty people inside this ball. Yeah, <laughs> he just throws like, it into it the pool. Was probably like a twenty-ish foot diameter, like minimum, probably. Yeah, and it was it just and it looks like it had the like movement of a beach ball. It was probably just filled it with air. I would imagine. Well, I think they just moved it with strings, whatever it was. It yeah, just, they could have just done that. Strings make things look weird. Now. This next scene is now Captain Invincible gets his powers back. And he has to go defeat the submarines. But how, like, okay, so this, the shot they used for this is an old shot from, like, the 50s or 60s when they tested a nuke in the ocean. And they kept reusing, like... It was the same same shot from, like, the Bay or whatever. He's flying around and he points towards the ground. And it shows like a submarine. It shows the one submarine they have, part of it rising, and then it cuts to like this nuke shot that the U.S. government did, and then he does it again, where the it shows a little bit more of the submarine points, and then it shows more of the nuke shot, and then he does shows it again. It happens three times where this nuke shot and this submarine shot are used, where it's just him pointing at stuff. He's like magnet on. <laughs> And it creates a nuke. <laughs> I, I guess I don't know. It's or a, an atomic bomb, some huge bomb that was tested. And they're just using footage of that, which was that was I've because I've seen that that shot. Everybody, I think there's a, most people at this that YouTube video of this like nuke shot has has like a hundred million views on YouTube. But they use this shot in this movie, which I thought was funny. And the sound effects in this movie are like the cartoon sound effects. Throughout the whole movie, there are cartoon sound effects like the oh, boing, and they use a lot of those. So I got a kick out of that. Yeah, Doom Eternal uses cartoon sound effects too for the glory kills. Yeah, yeah. I I don't know. I don't I don't have much more to say about. It. I think we I talked about all my all my gripes. Would you? Okay, so so uh, best the worst style. Would you recommend this movie? Or you know, would, would you suggest anyone watch this film? If you like movies, yes. If you if you like just movies, and you don't like only watch like Marvel stuff, yes. Well, you got you gotta watch it. <laughs> what about you, David? Uh, I mean, like it depends on it depends on what you like. If if you if you like watching obscure trash or movies people <laughs> obscure would, trash would consider trash, this is a must watch. If you like weird obscure stuff, if you're if if you only have modern sensibilities for movies, I, I would not suggest watching it because it it feels dated. It even feels dated next to like Superman that also came out around the same time with um uh you know. Actually, 
watch this with friends. Don't watch it with yourself. Don't buy, don't watch. I don't suggest it to watch it by yourself. But if you're with uh, friends, then watch it. You'll get it. Yeah. that. That will bring enjoyment. Yeah, it's it's a it's a it's a mystery science theater three thousand kind of movie. Like you sit down with your friends and you just kind of like make fun of the movie when you're watching it. It's like Neil Breenish level. But, uh, but not, Neil Green's on his own. He's on. He's in I mean, a different Neil tier, Green man. Neil Green is his on his own level, really. But no, um, he's on his own level. But it's it's kind of there where, like, I feel like it's unintentionally funny. Where because Neil Green stuff is very unintentionally funny. I think. Yes, it is. And I don't. I mean, I know this movie was trying to be a comedy, but sometimes I definitely feel like some of the parts are unintentionally funny. I don't. It's. It was. It was very special. Uh, <laughs> A special experience. It's a special experience. Yeah, um, I think this definitely is going to influence some of the movie, uh, some of the topics we talk about in the future. Because this was this it was a pretty it was pretty fun to watch and talk about. Oh yeah, it's just it's just unlike anything I've seen in recent years. It is truly bizarre, and like just I, it's it's hard to describe. It's just it, it it's it's. It's kind of its own thing. Like, it's a superhero comedy musical. Like, wouldn't it, would have those ever been, like, a thing? <laughs> and I, I mean, I know, I know there was a Spider-Man musical on Broadway that was unintentionally funny because Spider-Man kept swinging in the walls. But, I mean, no, in, in, a, in a film, like, I, I don't feel like there's been very many superhero comedy musicals. So I don't think it's, so either. It's its own but- genre. This is very findable. Well, it's kind of, if, if you know how to Google, it's findable, I guess. I, I mean, I, you might be able to go on eBay and buy a VHS copy of this for, I don't know how much, but like, if you wanted to watch it, we're, su- we're suggesting like, go watch this with your friends when it's like not the easiest thing to find <laughs> to well, you'd watch. Have to, you'd have to watch it on a computer probably, like, cause it's on the archive site. It's, it's, I suppose a legal site. Brian found it. So yeah, it is. I'm sure it's fine. It's old. So I mean, I, I I tried to look for it on streaming. I tried to look for it for Rende. I, I it's no, it's it. nowhere. I could not find it anywhere. Anywhere. It's not on anything. I didn't. I didn't Google it. I was just looking for it on the site. So Brian found it doing the yield Googles. This is. It's so. literally the only spot I could find where this movie, like where this movie's even watched. You can't watch it. It's nowhere. There's nowhere where I could find this movie at all, except this an archive site. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. Uh. Watch it with friends. Don't watch it by yourself. Enjoy yourself. Don't expect this is not a Marvel movie. There's no uh, post credit scene. <laughs> There's no post credit scene. There's no giant light light shooting up in the sky. There's no CG monster fight at the end. It's a, the the boss fight is Chris the Christopher Lee singing <laughs> singing yes that's Sing, the, that's that's literally the fight there is no there is no like punching or kicking it's Christopher Lee's using his singing <laughs> he's and he's singing with these ladies and they're all got their shakers shaking a drink for Captain Invincible yeah it's something man it is something so if you're into something you should check this movie out <laughs> if you're into something check it yeah. out. <laughs> oh man well that, it, it's it's a, it's a thing so uh until next time if you don't drink the poison <laughs> email david at synthaholics at yahoo.com drink the poison or we'll bring the poison <laughs> <laughs> until next time <laughs>